0: Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to the program today. It's a joy and a delight to be with you. Uh, You know, I tried to uh, sit down and record this particular message another time, and I just left so many open ends um, that I decided to (laughs) do this again. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me. We're going to read two verses of Scripture. I want to read from uh, Hebrews chapter 13. And we'll read verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's read that again. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, March the 10th, 2023, and forever. Now let's go right on over to the Old Testament to the book of Malachi. The book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 6. Here's what the scripture says. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Hallelujah. So there's two verses of scripture. Let's read that one again also. Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord, I do not change. Remember we read Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Now in the other um, session, I mentioned dispensations and things like that. But let me get you to look at it this way. Since 2020 came... I'm not going to list and delineate everything that we've been exposed to since 2020. That's... But we are right now at the time of the book of Judges in the Bible. We are in a dark, dark place as a world right now. But God is the only thing that has never changed. You see what I'm saying? Governments uh, Governments change. Edicts and laws change. There may be changes to our health. Changes uh, in our marital status. There might be changes in our uh, economy that we deal with on a daily basis. There might be many changes that come in the world that we live in. But in the kingdom of God, it is rock solid the same as yesterday and the same as it ever was. Okay, so as a believer in these final hours, I believe of human history. My focus needs to remain on the Lord. And one of the hardest things to learn. I'm going to read some things here to you in a minute that I posted on one of my social media accounts. I don't use Facebook anymore. Hardly ever. The only thing I go there once in a while, maybe swipe some of my pictures or something. But uh, I use Twitter. I use it uh, cautiously. Um, And at at the point in my life where I'm at right now, I really don't care what people think of me. You know, I don't bother people. I mind my own business pretty much. I stay to myself, you know. But I won't preach what God gives me to preach. And that's just all there is to it. And I use Instagram a little bit. Um, This year I've really cut that down. And um, so, But anyway, the difference between them and us, let's just say it like that, the difference between the world and the child of God is the kingdom that we're ultimately a part of. Everybody knows that Christians have to live in this world too, as long as they're alive, they're going to live, they're going to sojourn, they're going to journey through this earthly kingdom. But we are really citizens of a heavenly kingdom, the Bible tells us. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ. And in that kingdom, I mean, it is totally different than it is in the worldly kingdom. And I think that's what God is looking for right now, uh, especially in the modern church of today. And again, I could go into so many things that it would just bog us down. That's why I, I trashed the last session and I've started to do this again. Because you get bogged down in it. I mean, every, everybody wants to share their opinion at what's wrong with the church today. And there's a lot of things that are wrong with the church today. And one of them is that the church today is completely almost entertainment-driven. And it's a terrible shame. I mean, I, when, when I get up on Sunday morning and I go to church, I really don't want to go to a theater and see a production. I want to go to a church where I can read my Bible. There's plenty of light, and uh, you know, and I want to learn the Word of God from a God-called pastor set in a God-called and God-appointed church. I don't want to hear doubt and unbelief. I don't want to hear wickedness coming from this this pulpits of today. There's so much wickedness that they're either silent on or coming down on the wrong side of. But see, we, we've got to understand that that is the system of the world or the Babylon that has crept into the church. And we are all affected by Babylon, if you will. I'm just using that as a to make a point. We're all affected by Babylon as long as we're alive. And what I think the Lord is starting to do is to separate those who believe in Him, believe in His mighty power, believe in His Word, believe in His miraculous activities, all of this, and He's separating us from those who are trapped in unbelief or or discouraged by doubt. You know, sometimes there's a disease I think people get called they're a downer by doubt. And it's really hard to be around it, especially because every single one of us is struggling with something in today's world. I mean, come on, you might as well be honest. We, we don't have to put on a mask. We don't, you know, We don't have to put on a false face because God already knows who we are. Amen. And we're all struggling with something. But I really don't want to hear doubt and unbelief now, I understand we're to try every spirit to see whether it's of God or not absolutely and there's a lot of false things going on right now absolutely I'm talking about the real deal the way I got saved 42 years ago the way many of you uh, that I know the way you got saved was the real deal some of this that's going on today I'm not so sure I'm not so sure about some of them. But anyway, God is separating his sold out saints from those who are merely curious but will not take this will not cross over or step into the life that Jesus has for them. That's one thing that's going on right now. And that is always a painful process. I'm not going to go into the, uh, an entire teaching on being separated from the world and all that. We're not isolated. <coughs> Excuse me. And we're not called to be isolated, but we are called to be separated. Meaning that we march to the beat of a different drum. Amen. We, we are in the kingdom of Jesus. But we don't understand that kingdom all the way yet because we're still alive over here in Babylon. Okay? Now let's say this. The next thing I think that God has stressed on my part, on my part and for my part in this thing, is to begin to, to pray for understanding. To see how that we can live in this world and yet have our focus on and our vision from the kingdom of God in heaven. And I know I didn't, say, I, I didn't say that clearly as I would like to say it, and I'm praying and searching for the words, okay? But I mean, let me give you an example. In, in order to give this example before we get to the main points of this message, I'm going to have to say this. The life that I'm living now, it matters a great deal. It matters uh, somehow, miracle of miracles. I heard the gospel and I received the gospel. I repented of my sins. I was a mess before I got saved. I was not a nice person. And I repented of all of that over 42 years ago now. And I say that so you know Uh, So you can really grasp that this can be your story too. And it's very, very real. And I was one thing, now I'm another. You know, that, that, that line is in The Chosen, and it happens to be a really good line. I was one thing, and then all of a sudden I'm, another thing. And what happened in between? Him. Jesus Christ happened. And He touched me and He changed my life forever. But I'm not in heaven right now. And so I'm I'm praying that the Lord would show me, Lord, how do I turn loose of this world? Now, I don't have all the answers. I I really don't have too many answers to be truthful with you. I'm not going to lie about it and try to put on a mask, but let me tell you this much. Since I've started praying for that, Lord, how do I get, get weaned off of this world? How do I loosen my grip on this world system that I have to function in somewhat without sinning? And how do I turn loose of that and become more aware of the kingdom of God. And how does the kingdom of God become more obvious to me? And as I've been praying along those lines and I, I realize that all of the things that happen to me in my life really in the light of eternity mean nothing. Now, let me let me say this. Your life means something as to how are you serving God? How are you bringing others to the kingdom? And how are you responding to To the negative experiences of life. And it is important. And I don't want to make light of that. But I'm saying looking back one day. Maybe 10,000 years from now. We'll look back for a brief moment. I don't think such a thing is possible. I think God will, will completely rewire us in many ways. When we get to heaven. But if we do happen to remember a part of our life here on earth. And the scripture indicates and seems to say that, yeah, people will remember. Especially at times. But not the sorrowful parts. Isn't that that amazing? I will wipe all tears out of their eyes. So, what's happened to me over the last 60 years of living, almost, I'll be 60 in May. Um... Really, doesn't mean a whole lot as to how I am to behave, how I am to receive the word of the Lord. Not through all my hurt and pain, not through any doubt and unbelief that I accrued along the way. But I'm to keep pushing forward through Babylon. I'm using that as a, a synonymous with the world system that we live in the earth kingdom, I am to respond as if I was already in the other kingdom, and that is so very difficult to do. In reality, I am in the other kingdom. I am a citizen by the new birth of repenting of sin and faith toward Jesus Christ. I am a citizen of the heavenly kingdom but I just don't understand that yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because we look at what we can see and what we consider what we feel and we consider through our senses and that is so powerful that if we do not stay humble before God and maintain a life of prayer, it will override the will of God for our lives. And so many times... That has happened to me in my life. So many times. The two scriptures we read. And I'm going to close here pretty quick. We're we're searching. Abraham was searching for a city. Whose builder and maker was God. That's what we're searching for. Let me say this. It is so wearisome to hear Christians running each other down as if they were perfect in their holiness. And I don't, I don't despise the word Christian. It's a good word. We're Christians. We're followers of Christ. Quit picking that little dotted I's and cross T's. Get down to some real meat and realize that you've got no right to say that all the Christians have gone to the bow wows. You've got no right to say that. Nothing wrong with pointing out error. You know, do it in the right spirit. Fine. Nothing wrong with standing up for truth. Of course not. That's what we're instructed to do. Those of you that know me and you've heard me preach for the last, I don't know how long, I, I got people that partnered with me for at least the last 25 years. Before that, I, I just, you know, I, I was at Colt Miss Church of God when I first got saved. I used to preach there and I preached over in uh, Alberta, Michigan at a Methodist church and, um, you know, wherever they would invite me to say a few words or whatever, that's what I'd do. So finally, I followed the leading of the Holy Spirit and got to where God has me today. And uh, there's some exciting things that are coming up. We'll talk about them another time, but here's the thing: uh, Many times in my life, I let what I, I let the senses of my body and, and mind and emotions destroy the plan that God had for me. And, you know, and I have no right to look at somebody else. Well, I saw them smoke a cigarette outside at Walmart the other day, and they say they're a Christian. Yeah, well, they might be a better one than you. You old judgmental thing that ain't perfect in holiness either. Oh, come on now. I know I shouldn't go there. I know I shouldn't go there. But listen, we're doing the best we can right now, most of us. And we need the power of God. And in the day and age in which we're living right now, we're citizens of another kingdom trying to walk through this worldly Babylonian system that we live in and are of necessity a part of until we die and go to heaven or the rapture takes place. We're doing... What we need is we need people who will preach the true Word of God. Preach it without fear or favor. Preach it with a backbone like a saw log. And don't cut corners and cut Scriptures out. And don't do violence and disservice to the Word of God. Preach it straight and true so that we can receive it into our spirits. Hallelujah. I'm not worried about getting the world into my church. I'm worried about getting my church out of the world. I'm worried. I'm concerned more with producing disciples than filling pews. Hallelujah. And every single one of us falls short of the glory of God. Don't you just think that that in the book of Romans was just simply talking about you before you got saved? We are always, we are continually, that's the way it's worded in the Greek, continually falling short of God's glory. And we do it because of this dual kingdom thing that's going on, and because there's an enemy out there called the devil who will about seeking whom he may devour. So why don't us, why don't we's, why don't you's, guys, All of us. Let's stop devouring one another. Doing the work of the devil. And start coming together and seek this kingdom that no mortal eye can clearly see at this time. But we know it's there. It's in our heart. The Bible says God has put eternity in the heart of man. And even though man... Our hearts are desperately wicked and deceitful because of the fall somewhat of that image of God still remains. And that part about eternity is still there even in people who say they're atheists. Somewhere deep down inside of them there is a knowing. There is a God. There is a heaven. There is a hell. There is an eternity. And we need to preach these things once again. And allow the kingdom of God to come into fuller focus as we continue to go through 2023. Because we're going to see a lot of bizarre stuff in the natural. We're also going to see some very powerful stuff in the spirit. Hallelujah. And I believe that with all my heart. Now in the other episode that I was going to put, see I'm shortening everything I'm trying to cut out all the tangents, okay, all the rabbit trails. And that that right there, I forgot what I was going to say. (laughs) That's starting to happen a little bit more frequently now, but bear with me, saints, as we get through this program here today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is part. Do you know that the word of God, the Bible describes it? The Bible describes itself as a sharp two-edged sword. So here's the thing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3.6 I am the Lord. I do not change. And that's the reason you're not consumed. In other words, a God of mercy and love and compassion. He still is to this very day. It doesn't matter the bad things that have happened to us. It doesn't matter the situations that we find ourselves in. God is still merciful. God is still compassionate. And God is still loving. And he loves us. And he cares for us. Very much so. The other side to that, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, is if it was sin... 1,000 years ago, then it's still sin today. God doesn't change. If adultery was wrong 2,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, and it was, then it's still wrong today. And I could go on and list a litany of things and it would still be the same situation because the Lord does not change. And He does have mercy on us, but He also expects growth in His children. Growth. He expects discipleship. And just the very nature of discipleship is that some of those things automatically fall off of us. And then there are other of those things that are sinful and wicked that it takes time to get rid of. And we've all been there and I don't know where you are in your process, and you don't know where I am in mine, and that's the way God designed it. But the Word of the Lord, straightly delivered, is designed, what does it say? Separating asunder the, the bone and marrow. Dividing asunder. So the, the, the Word, truthfully, straightly preached, will affect you in one way, and me in another. And it's designed that way. It'll meet your need and it'll meet my need. And that's why it's really, really important to be in the Word as never before. I want to read at the end of this little program today. And I didn't do this, you know, I should do a whole series on this probably. Maybe we will. I don't know. But I want to read a couple things that I posted on my Twitter. And um, these things have formed out of this quest that I'm in to see the kingdom of God overpower this earthly kingdom in my heart and life. And that way, you know, because either way you look at it, whether it's the rapture or the death route, I've got more behind me now than I have in front of me, most likely, almost certainly. And so, as my departure grows near, as my uh, time comes to leave and to step over into eternity, um, I'm trying to be prepared for that. I'm trying to cut loose from this world now as much as I possibly can. Now, here's the thing, right? We all got to have money to to live on. We got to pay our bills. We got to eat. We got to keep warm. You know what I mean? We've all got to have, uh, you know, certain things in this society that we live in. We need to keep a car on the road, whatever, whatever you want to, li- you know, list. And that's not what I mean necessarily by, you know, trying to wean myself from the things of the world. I'm trying to wean myself from the love of those things and the falling apart of those things and myself if things don't go right. And I think that's, that's just like one of the hardest things that I've personally ever dealt with. I'm a very passionate person and I like things to go the way I plan them to go. Let's just, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. But things don't always go the way that uh, we plan it to go. And so maybe something that the Lord gave me over this last week or so um, that I shared on social media, Twitter specifically, uh, maybe it'll be a blessing to you. I don't know, but here's some of it. And I think God wanted me to share this with you, so I'm going to do it. The first one says, In a day when Satan is awakening false memories, fears, hatred, and division, We need to be, God's people need to be in the Word as never before. Trust only in God's Word for the direction that you allow your mind to go. Very difficult. Very difficult. If you you love a challenge, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, Here's another one. Let me get to it. This is a good one to always bear in mind. No one. No one. Is beyond redemption. We gotta take the gospel to every creature. Praise God. We shouldn't be trying to destroy people. We shouldn't be trying to knock people down. We should be taking the gospel to them so that they can find redemption and forgiveness and salvation in their life. Here's something that David Brainerd said. My soul blessed God for what He is in Himself and adored Him that He ever would display Himself to creatures such as us. Amen. Amen. Uh, here's another one. We have to, this, is, this is mine. That was The last one there was David Brainyard. This is, was me. We have to learn to minister to people in spite of the problems in our own lives. I'm praying that the Lord more and more separates me from the earthly kingdom I sojourn in and teaches me to walk in His kingdom even now. Here's another one that I modified uh, again from something that I, I believe it was David Brainerd said. Do not the promises of God weigh down all your discouragements? Trust me. God is far more powerful and honest than the enemy. What we need to learn is to trust God more. Take heart today. You serve the all-powerful God, Jesus Christ. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse and deliver from any sin, sickness, and bondage. That's another one. Never drag out people's sins that are under the blood. This is totally dangerous ground. Another one. There's a few of these. Here's one from Perry Stone. If God chooses to forgive and forget, then we must choose to do likewise. That's hard. That is very difficult. And I touched in that on uh, one of the the message on forgiveness that I did. I can't remember the name of it right now, but here's another one that I wrote. We have to learn to forget about all the highs and lows of the past and believe the Lord for the right now. Nothing can separate you from His love. And He cares for you. Trust Him in every tomorrow He so graciously gives you. Praise God. Praise God for His grace and mercy. The older I get, the less I care about what other people think of me. Approaching 60, I have no axe to grind, no bitter pill to swallow, No desire for fame or popularity. My only desire, beloved, is to run after Christ and live 100% for Him. Now I know that sounds very, very, very oh so holy. And you know what? It's supposed to. And it never was wrong, but we have tried to shame people in the past. Who really, really, really wanted to live for the Lord, and we would make little comments, or not, not you and me, but maybe some people would, you know how they make those comments to you about you're, you're going off the deep end on religion, or, or you don't need to uh, you, know, you don't need to be so emotional about the Christian faith and all of that foolishness that was said to us. Let's forget about that today, man. Let's chase after God and live for Him 100 percent. Amen. And let's not be afraid to share the cross of Jesus Christ and the salvation of God with people as we meet them. So where we've basically come in this message, and I didn't explain it all very well, and I suppose we're going to have to do another one on into the future to kind of clarify some things. Uh, Believe me, I'll know the next day after I air it. I will will know if... uh, I need to explain some of it more. But anyway, here's another one that, that my eye just caught a David Brainyard. He said, I longed exceedingly for angelic holiness and purity and to have all my thoughts at all times employed in divine and heavenly things. That should be whatever Christian would desire right there. That's why it's a, it's a blessing to read the Puritans. I may not agree with all of the theology I, I don't really agree with Calvinistic theology, but I do love their practical Christian living and discipleship that they taught and preached uh, back in their times. And it was so very good. The point is, the whole point of the two scripture verses and all these little rabbit trails that we've went down and, and trying to seek the kingdom of God while I'm still here on planet Earth, the, the whole point is this. Don't act like God has no power anymore. 2020 did not take God by surprise and he still is available to help you in the affairs of your life. And if you've been hit a few times recently and you've begun to wonder, where are you, God? Have you abandoned me? Have you left me here alone? If that's the situation you are finding yourself today, just realize that God never changes you. See, you've got to believe your, the Word. I told you a few moments ago about, you know, when before I got saved, I wasn't a real nice guy. And uh, every now and again, some of that will come to my memory. And actually, Jimmy Swaggart said something one time that totally blessed my heart. I've never forgot it. And he was talking about uh, Romans 8 verses 1 and 2 and also he was talking about the verse of scripture uh, 1 John 1 and 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and brother Swagger said are you going to believe your sin or are you going to believe the word and that struck my spirit man I thought that is so powerful so What do I do when I feel alone? I go to the Word. What do I do when I feel dejected and helpless? I go to the Word and I rejoice. Because that's what Paul did. And then the power of Christ can come and rest upon me. Hallelujah. What do I do when I feel sick or I get afraid? I go to the word and I go to prayer and I feel the mercy of God surrounding me and enveloping me enveloping me in his glory. I think the bottom line to all of this 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023 whatever God will never stop loving you. And right now, while you still have time in this life, you need to make your calling and election sure. If you have not given your heart to Jesus, and really that's kind of a misleading way to put it, in a way, in a way it's not, it's fine. But here's what I'd rather say right now. You need to exhibit repentance of your sins. And faith in Christ. If you've never done that. Man you really need to do that right now. Because we are running out of time on this people planet. And things are about to get shook up even more. Than we've already seen. There's going to be some crazy things happening. In the realm of evil. But also, there's going to be some powerful things happening in the realm of righteousness. Hallelujah to God. And I do believe, every bit of me believes, that right before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the rapture, I call it an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I call it an ingathering of souls. Some people call it a revival or an awakening, whatever. Uh, all I know is... The word of God says in Joel and in the book of Acts, he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit in those days upon all flesh. And what I I personally, knowing God through the word, I personally believe God's going to give so many people a chance to come to him and be saved before the rapture. I also know through the word that Jesus said broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be that go in there at. Narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it. But you notice he said few but he doesn't automatically lump us into that few. He gives us a choice whether to come to him or not. And we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. Here's what I want you to understand if you've been struggling as a Christian <clears throat> since 2020 and if there's things that have changed in your life that have brought you to sadness or brought you to joy either way you have to understand God is still the same his power is still the same his miracles are still the same his love for you is still the same and he said he said it in Malachi at the end of one covenant listen to this now this is interesting At the end of the old covenant, he says, I do not change. 400 years later, the new covenant came walking down that dusty road. Hallelujah. Serving a God, his father, he is God, the son, that does not change. It's a two-edged sword. It cuts both ways. But the good gospel news is when you've received Christ as your Savior and your Lord and you have become a disciple, honestly, truly, from the heart, you're a disciple, you're a Christ follower, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not even death. The biggest fear that mankind has, and I've got to quit, I've got to quit. But one of the biggest fears that we have is the fear of death. But even that will not. Actually, for the Christian, it's just a transition. It's just a stepping from one veil to another. And Everything that we've gone through in our life, hallelujah, everything that God has allowed us to be tested in, Everything we've gone through, everything good or bad, will be paled into insignificance when we look upon His face, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, the Scripture says. And when we're surrounded by a panoramic view, a glimpse, no, the the full view of the glory of the glory world, whatever we've gone through here, Now, I want to go Jesus' way. See what I'm saying? I want that for my future. Because whatever I've been through in this life, all those people I was mad at, all those people I wanted to get them back and pay them back for the evil they'd done to me or whatever the case might be, I'm glad, I'm so glad I went God's way and forgave them from my heart. I'm so glad I went God's way and that's where we are every day going forward, here, people. We want God's way in the name of Jesus. God hasn't changed, He's still on the throne, He still cares for you, He still meets your needs and heals your body, He still keeps you pressing toward the prize the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Grab a hold. Of the horns of the altar with both hands. And don't let go. No matter what you see. No matter what you hear. No matter what you feel. No matter anything. Go to the word of God. And let that be the way. You view yourself. And others. And let that be the way you finish. This race. And God. Has it all under control. And you. You are the blessed of the Lord. If you're a Christ follower today, you are the blessed of the Lord. And it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Heavenly Father, thank You for this time. Lord, I didn't preach it. I I preached it haltingly and so many things slipped my mind just right as I was even preaching it. But God, I I pray that something that was said, said today I pray that all of it will be to Your glory and that You will touch it to somebody's heart, that You will bless them, that You will cause them to see that there's a better day coming for all of us. Praise be to God and that You will help them today. Father, I pray healing and blessing on all of my friends, all of my partners, all of my listeners, all the ones that don't know Jesus. I pray, God, that You'll reveal Yourself to to them today and bring them into the kingdom. And for all of my believer friends, that our our viewers and listeners, I pray You'll bless them, heal them, teach them, and send them forth to win a million. Hey, win a billion before You come back for us. And Lord, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We do pray in Jesus' name and everybody would say, Amen and Amen.